Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Behind the Gloves, proudly sponsored by BUSR Betting. I'm Gassing and I'm joined by British boxing legend, the hitman Ricky Hatton. How are you, Ricky? Yeah, good, yeah. Looking forward to uh, tomorrow's fight. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. So let's, let's start for the reason that we're here, Brett McGinty. Just a bit about your relationship with him. How did you discover him and what, what kind of drew you towards him? Well, I've, I've always, um, very, you know, but sometimes... Um, they have um, promoted favourites, don't they, fighters, if you like. But um, I'm very fortunate that I've, every promoter I've, I've always got on with. I've always I've got on with Frank Warren, I've always got on with Eddie and Barry Hearn at Matchroom. And I've done a bit of work with Mick Hennessy in the past. And he, uh, Mick Hennessy does a lot of work with Brett's management team. And when the, when the management team asked me, uh, approached me and said, would I like to um, to train him? I said, he's going to go with Mick Hennessy. I thought, well, what a combination, you know, that, that he got, got a wonderful management team behind him. Mick Hennessy, who I've um, been pals with for a good, good number of years and done a bit of work here and there with in the past. And um, to team up with Brett, who was, from a training perspective, right up my street. He's an attacking fighter, body puncher, likes to come forward, very aggressive. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, it was a match made in heaven, and um, NEC Sports are doing a fantastic job of him. And his uh, second fight coming up, and his second fight live on Trestle TV on Channel Five. He can't get better than than that. So he's uh, he's got good uh, good people behind him, yeah. And if you could click your fingers and have for him an ideal path that you'd like him to accomplish over the next twelve months, what would that be? Would would, would titles be in a picture? <laughs> um. Maybe I think it depends all on his development, and it depends on myself and and McKenna and his management team all making the decisions together. He's got, like I said before, he's he's got a good team behind him, and I think between us, we know when to make the right moves at the the right time. But um, you know, title opportunities seem to be coming because of the situation we're in with the COVID now and stuff like that. They seem to be coming sooner rather than later. You know what I mean? When you I think when I fought for the British title, for instance, I think I'd had about 26 fights. Where now you you only need half that. So, um, but what I'd like to do for the first year, I, I believe he's fighting again in July. So they're keeping him very very busy. 
Um, you know, I'd like him to obviously in July maybe have another four rounder, then go up to six. He already did a six rounder in his debut. Maybe have another one. I'd like if he could get an eight rounder in before the end of the year. You know, but, you know, you know, by the end of the year, if he could have had maybe six fights, and his last fight being maybe an eight rounder, I think that would be absolutely perfect. Then, then he can go and enjoy his Christmas, and then we can start going for belts, or maybe looking towards belts in the in, in the new year. But um, yeah, he's got to go on his stages, four rounds, six rounds, eight rounds, and I think if he can get that journeyman level type of opponent out of the way for this first 12 months, then we can maybe start looking at maybe moving him on. But uh, only if the the whole team sees, sees, sees that as the right move to make, yeah. So you, you've had world champions in the past, uh, Zach Kinoff, you took Brown to a world title. Is he another one that you think can go all the way? Yeah, very much so. Um, he's got a very pro um, pro style. And when you look at the, the multiple uh, amateur titles he won in the amateurs, he won multi-nation championships, you know. I think he got a medal in the Commonwealth, you know, na nas multinational amateur uh, Irish national champion. Um, and in the amateurs, when you win titles like that, you, you know, you don't tend to do it if you've got a, a, a pro style, if you like, you know what I mean? So that just shows you that he's, um, even though he's got a TV style, an attacking style, a body puncher, you know, um, there's a lot more to him than, than, than just that. And I think that's what people are going to see over the next 12 months. It's what they're certainly going to see on Saturday, and that's what they're going to see over the next 12 months. They're going to see that he's not just this attacking, marauding, come forward, pressure fighter, exciting to watch. There's a lot, lot more to him than that. And um, when he does go through the levels, he's going to have to show that other side of his game, you know what I mean? You know, sooner or later, we'll find someone that's as aggressive as him and as strong as him. So he's got to have uh, the fine tuning as well, which I believe him to, to, to have, yeah. So obviously, uh, kind of moving on a bit from Brent now, <coughs> Brett, and uh, more towards the event itself. Obviously, you're right in Gibraltar with Campbell. Uh, how happy are you that fans are finally allowed back into these arenas? I must be delighted. You know, what I mean, I mean, it doesn't need um, anyone to say. You know, the fans meant the world to me. And when I retired from boxing, you know, uh, that's the one thing I missed. You know, you know, it's probably the worst part of your career is is is. Um, walking from that changing room to the ring it's the most nerve-wracking thing of your, of your career but when you when you come from the changing room and you get in the tunnel to the walkway to make your entrance and the crowd hear the crowd roar that's the thing i've always missed so and i think i speak for i think i speak for most boxers when they say that it must have been very very hard you know to, to box in a you know in a, in a, in a in, in a hall with no crowd, no noise, no no atmosphere. It must have been very, very hard, but bit by bit we've we've turned the corner now in, in, in not just with the boxing and crowds coming in, but I think in, in life due to this COVID thing, you know, holidays are opening and gyms are opening and bars are opening and restaurants are opening and the crowds have um, started to open for football and boxing. And I hope this is... Um, I hope, I hope we're over the worst of it, you know, and um, I, I certainly hope, fingers crossed, that we don't go back into another lockdown. But I like to think we've seen the last of it now. But I think I speak for all the lads on the on the bill on Saturday night. It's going to be fantastic to hear that little bit of a roar from the crowd here. Um, perfect. Uh, I promise I won't keep you too long. There's a few a few other things I kind of want to touch on. It's been about a couple of weeks now since Campbell had his second uh, pro fight. Uh, have you watched it back and have you had a chance to assess it? I have watched it back, yeah, and he showed um, a lot more what he's got. I don't want to keep um, repeating myself and boring people to death, but I think, um, you know, with Campbell with his pro debut, he's only had 20-odd amateur fights, 20 years of age, and um, 
the build-up he had, which I'm not complaining about, Matcham did a fantastic job, and I'm, I'm of the opinion, if he wants to get to the top, get used to it now, you know, yeah, but, but having said that, you know, for a, for a, for a novice and a babby, which, which he is, I think he handled it really well, but it did affect him. I think he used up a lot of nervous energy. He's never had a microphone shoved under his chin before. He's never been on um, breakfast TV programmes. He's never he's never had documentaries done midweek for him. And I think, and even the ring walk when they announced him to the ring and Blue Moon come on and everything like that. I think he just got caught and swept up in the whole in the whole thing. And um, he showed glimpses in his debut what he can do, but. Um, uh, no, I think uh, he got the hardest fight out of the way in his debut, and I think his second fight, I think the, the, the fight fans who did watch it would agree with that. He showed uh, a lot more, you know, you know, a lot more cooler, kept his head a little bit more, a lot more polished, showed a lot more ability and what he's what he's got to, what, and a lot more showed a lot more of what he's got to come in the future. Listen, you know, he's miles off yet. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's it, this is his apprenticeship, and. Um, you know, very similar to Conor Ben when he first started. People wasn't too impressed with Conor when they first started, but he was in his last fight. Oh, yeah. And that's because he's had time to do it. And that's what Campbell needs, given time to do it. You know, you just got to, you know, but I mean, if you are a British fight fan, you know, and he was a fan of mine, get behind him because it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great journey. Early days yet, long way to go. But um, me, and, me and his brother Matthew, who trains him, I think... Uh, we couldn't be happier where he's at at the minute. We're just waiting to hear on his next outing now. So obviously you, you started as a, as a pro quite young, and Campbell started as a pro quite young. How how long was it before kind of the term that's used in boxing, your man strength kicked in? And do you think it's far off for, for Campbell as well? Do you think he's got a few years to kind of grow into his body? Yeah, I mean, um, I was I was um, I think I had my man strength. I think when I was fifteen, <laughs> I was not, I was I was I don't think bad of me when I say this. I was knocking everyone out when I was like 15, 16 in like a minute. You know what I mean? My, and Campbell does have that man strength. You know, I think we don't have to wait for the man strength. He just um, he'll get stronger. Don't get me wrong, he'll get strong. He hits very, very hard. He is very physically strong. He has a good engine, which I think everyone saw in his second fight. But um, he's um, he has got the man strength. But you know, he's he's got to work on the things and how to how to, to use that man strength and use it use it in the best, most positive way. At the minute, you know, because he's only young, he's a little bit too too aggressive, a little bit bullet gate, and he's not been able to to use that man man strength to its full when he. Uh, when he knocks it down a little bit, ten, ten, knocks it down 10 mile an hour, if you like, starts thinking about his attacks, using his jab, and instead of when he get close, pushing and shoving because he wants to, he wants to kill everyone at the minute. <laughs> once he learns that side of the game, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a bit, little bit of subtlety about your, your attacks, I think his his man strength, which he has got, I think will come to the forefront then. Perfect. And just the last thing on Campbell, I felt, and I think a few other people felt after his pro debut that he was kind of a bit disappointed with his performance. He felt he probably could, probably could have done a bit better. Uh, and kind of linking back to you, you've been open in the past about some of the struggles you've had through boxing and how you've kind of recovered from that. Is that a conversation you'd had with him, like about the ups and downs of boxing or the, that what boxing can bring? Well, you know, he was very, very disappointed. And I said, listen, son, you know, at the end of the day, I said, you know, there's loads of people. He's a big fan of Anthony Queller. Uh, and he wouldn't be when you're, from, from, when you're from Manchester, you know. And I promoted Anthony years ago. He with me. He lost the sixth rounder, and then he lost. Um, he got. He lost to Debbie Matthews in a British title fight, but he kept at it. Kept at it, and ended up fighting for the being a world champion, fighting some of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. 
Um, his uncle Matthew, you know, lost a couple of six rounders, but he, he kept at it. Became a European champion. I think he made three defences and went the distance with, with Saul Alvarez. You know what I mean? So you know you've got to have speed bumps like that. And as long as you don't let it get you down, as long as you take it on board, try and improve from it. Use 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 the, a negative as as a positive. You know what I mean? You know, there's no bad performances in these early days, as long as you as long as you, you improve from it and learn from it, and that's what he's done. And you know, he, he you know, in this social media world we, we we live in now, you know, he he was a bit disappointed. I mean, the, you know, the high percentage of the comments on his performance was was very pleasing for me as his father. You know that everything was positive. Yeah, it's early days of this, but you know you're always going to get the odd dickhead that will just turn around and go, oh, you know he's not his dad, he's not this, not that. You know, I say, listen, you know you're always going to get that. If your debut was the greatest debut that professional boxing has ever seen, you're still not going to get people are going to knock you because of your name. So I said, listen, son, you've just got to go every fight, every training session, every fight. You know, shut out that because at the end of the day, people will see you for. You know, for what you're out, which is a good lad trying to do, trying to do his his home, trying to do his country and his 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 hometown proud, and that's that's the top and bottom of it. And um, eventually, given him give him time, they like his style, they like his attitude as a person, and I like to think they love him as as much as they love me. Uh, I know I'm 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 glad you brought up uh, Mr. Alvarez and your brother going the distance with him. I think this is the first time we're catching up with you on the channel. Did you get a chance to watch Billy Joe Saunders against Canelo? I did watch it, yeah, yeah. And just a burst of questions for you. How did you score it? Do you think it was a fair stoppage? Um, Sorry, when I say stoppage, do you think they were, the corner was right to pull him out? It's very, very hard to, to say. You know, I've heard mixed... mixed I don't want to go too much into it. But, but, I mean, you know, there was... You know, um, you know, you know, Ben Davison and... and, um, and, and um, Sims and in the corner had you know a difference of opinion you know you know of, of whether it should have been stopped or whether it should be stopped. That's what I, I believe to have uh, when I've seen the little bits of it. But um, I think I don't think he was going to win it. I think Canelo looked like he you know Billy you know, had some great great rounds you know picked him off and outboxed him. And when you're thinking of the best pound for pound in the world, the way Billy was able to pick him off sometimes and move about shows the quality. What we all knew what Billy Joe had. I just think he wasn't making as big a dent in him. He was picking him off, but not really hurting him as such, you know. And it's not like look to me that Canelo maybe could have upped it any time he any 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 time he wanted. That's obviously not being disrespectful to Billy. I think Billy put up a great performance, but then when that uppercut landed and that cheek that cheekbone, you know, went went like that, you know, it's. It's hard to say. A fighter will never say no in the corner. You know, a fighter will never say no. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling great. You know, and it's sometimes it's up to the corner. You know, to, to take it out of the fighter's hands. And um, and Billy Joe has been waiting for that chance for such a long time. You know, to to fight. You know, I mean, he's been a two weight world champion, two weight WBO world champion. But this was like he's been waiting for that big, big money fight, that big defining fight, and he got it, and he wanted it. He's wanted it for years, so bad to get that defining fight and that. And um, if it, you know, if the if, if 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 the fight got stopped, whether it be the corner, it certainly won't have been for Billy Joe Saunders. It was absolutely perfect. Um, yeah, we wish Billy a speedy recovery. Hope he gets back to the ring uh, soon. Just, yeah. Uh, with that cheekbone thing, I remember, you know, you know. You know, sometimes it's it leaves a permanent mark, won't they, Kel Brook? You know what I mean? Even though it, it repaired a bit, must must be always in the back of your mind, and that's the problem that Billy's going to work. 
we have because I mean obviously we love Billy Tibbetts, he's done us proud two weight world champion, did us proud against Canelo. We'd hate to see him get uh, get hurt, but only Billy will know that. He's got the right people around him and uh, we wish him all the best, whatever he does from here, yeah. And just a last qu couple of questions for you, Ricky. Just a quick prediction for uh, Taylor Ramirez. Um, I think it's a very um, it's a very close fight. They've got very similar opponents, haven't they? Um, what was the, what was the opponent? They, they both they both parts, I think. Uh, Victor Postel. That's the one, yeah. Um, um, Taylor won it on a unanimous, and I think he um, Ramirez won it on a split. Um, but having said that, bearing in mind the styles, you know, you'd expect uh, Ramirez to probably have a war. You'd expect you know Taylor to outbox him, so you know, because Taylor's the boxer and he's more the fighter. So yeah, I get that reason. But he's had, um, you know. Um, Morris Blocker, you know, he, he stopped Morris, was it Morris Blocker? Exactly. Yeah, Mo, I think he fought Terry Flanagan, yeah, yeah, stopped him. So that's really, really good form. So it doesn't need me to tell uh, Josh what he's got up against him. And I think he'll know that anyway. But uh, I think it's a very, very 50 fight. I think uh, they've both got very similar records. But I think with his southpaw style, um, Josh, I think... Uh, I think he has the chance to to, to, to to win to take all the belts. I mean, to have a what a, what a time what a thing for for Scottish box British boxing, but Scottish boxing to have an undisputed champion with all the belts. If I was, it is a 50-50 fight, but I'm going to go with Josh Sale. I think he might just have that too much skill factor, and uh, you know, even though he's got the skill factor, he's he's, he's not he's not a soft ass, is he? I think he'll dig in deep enough. I think to 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 pull it through, yeah. Perfect. And just just finally. You've probably spoken about this a million times. You're going to speak it about for the millionth and month time, but uh, Man City going to win the Champions League. Yeah. Man City going to win the Champions League. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Basically, uh, you, you, I bet you can guess what I'm going to say. I bet, I bet you can probably give me the answer without me asking the question. What Fury and um, Joshua? Yeah. You know, it's disappointing because it seems to have been um, gone going on for five years now in the in the making of talking about. You know what I mean? And um, I thought we'd lost it. Due to the COVID and the lockdown situation, and um, uh, but then it, it, it said, "Oh no, it's, it's going to happen again." Grant it, in Saudi Arabia, I think we'd all like to say that we'd much rather have it at Wembley, won't we, as British? Because it'll be the biggest fight in British boxing history, as far as I'm concerned. But you know, even though it went to Saudi Arabia, bearing in mind the climate, I thought at least it's going to happen. And then when I, I think I heard that, you know, Deontay Wilder, you know, still has a clause in the contract that he deserves to have the rematch, so it's not on now and. Um, I just I, I worry that it's not going to happen because I think the longer it goes, I mean, listen, Tyson, we all know what he's been through in his in his life. You know, to to come in life from where he's come from to where he is today, he had them two comeback fights, went straight in against Deontay Wilder. We know his attitude; he wants to prove to everyone I'm the best, and then he wants to get out. You know what I mean? Tyson's not going to go on, you know, for you know forever. And I think the longer it goes, and I think I speak for Joshua as well. You know, if it can't be made, they're going to fight other people because their boxing lives has to has to carry on. They can't sit waiting twelve months, eighteen months, two years for this fight to happen. They've got to go out there and and and, and, and carry on with their boxing lives. So I think um, I think if it doesn't happen, I. Um, I don't think I don't think if it doesn't happen soon, I don't think it'll happen at all. To be honest with you, but and I, but one thing I will say, the one thing if it doesn't happen, it won't be because fighters want to fight. It won't be AJ's, you know, doing. It won't be um, it won't be Tyson's doing. Trust me, them two guys will want to fight each other. It'll be politics, and um, the politics will have to hang their head in shame if we lose out in this fight. And just a final question now. 
you probably been asked a million times, who do you think is going to win the fight? I'm not going to ask you who's, who you think is going to win the fight. So I know Tyson Fury spent a lot of time at your gym. You spent a lot of time around him, and you, you, you know him personally. Then also you've got Campbell, who's signed to 258 Management. You've got like Joshua promoting him across social media platforms where millions of people can see him. Do you feel torn between the two now? I do. It seems like, you know, it seems honourable because you've got your, your, two, your two mates, you know, 258 and Anthony have really took Campbell under the wing and done a really good job with him. And um, But Tyson's been my mate, he's been my mate for a number, number of years. You know, I've seen him go through so many, you know, so many ups and I've seen him go through the downs, you know, and to, he's been very inspiring to me, Tyson, to see what he's gone through to what, he's, what, he, what he is and what he's done today. I always, because he's my mate and he's been training in my gym and I'm, I've seen firsthand what he's actually what he's actually capable of doing in, in, in that ring. But um, and but I saw AJ, he just reminded us, you know, why he was an Olympic gold medalist, wasn't he, in his last couple of fights, using his boxing brain. You know, we all remember AJ, no AJ for the spectacular knockouts, but he showed he's a little, got that little bit of thinking side to his game as well, which I think we forgot about sometimes. But I'd, I'd still go with, with, with Tyson, you know, but, um, but, I always, you know, but until AJ's last couple of fights, I was, I was with Tyson, full, full steam ahead. But now I have a little pause before I make my decision, you know, because of what AJ's done in his last couple of fights. But um, I still slightly go with Tyson. But um, for, for, you know, for, for God's sake, boxing, let's get it on. You know what I mean? That's perfect place to uh, end it. For God's sake, let's get it on. Uh, Ricky Hatton, thanks for talking to us here uh, behind the gloves. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Cheers, pal. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.